Wednesday morning, everybody. A wiki wiki Wednesday. Halfway through the week. Hump Here day. we are. Oh, I'm still tired from Easter, I'm sure. Because technically we're recording this on Saturday. <laughs> still tired from Easter. Trying to trying to, trying to give the the illusion that we're really here with you on Wednesday morning. We are. <laughs> it is a beautiful Wednesday. Oh, coming the up. The birds are chirping. <laughs> the sun is shining. Coming up on today's show, praying in public. Plus the latest news, random facts, and a game. A game. But first, uh, it is April 24th, so we have a few holidays to celebrate. It is. We do. It is. We do. <laughs> it is and we do. Today is International Noise Awareness Day. So quiet down, though. Yeah, so as you have those headphones in your ears, which that was me last week, and again, I will apologize to people who listen with headphones. Yeah, I am that's terribly not sorry. A good, not listen, a good idea. And I even sit away from the mic. Yeah. I am just a ne- when yeah. it's when I laugh that's really bad. The laughter, yeah. and even I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> blowing out my own eardrums here. I try and catch it in the in the post, but there's just so many. Sorry, so many times it happens. <laughs> just how I am. Oh, <laughs> uh, National Pigs in a Blanket Day is today, Matt. Mm, I have never enjoyed pigs in a blanket. Okay, so here's the thing. I, I'm in agreement. Yeah. I would prefer that you grill my pig and then you wrap it and bake it. Because I feel like if you, like, you boil the hot dog first or mm-hmm. some people just don't even cook it at all, it makes the wrap, the blanket, whatever you use, whether it's crescent roll or biscuit, whatever, it makes it very soggy. Yeah. And so the inside is like... Yeah, that might be the problem I have with it. It's just nasty. Nasty. I, I haven't had one in nasty. a long time because I just never had a good experience. If I'm going to have a hot dog wrapped in something, I want a corn dog. That's what I want. True. Hot dog wrapped in cornbread and deep fried. That's what I want right yeah. there. I really thought you were going to say bacon. but I have had a hot dog wrapped in bacon. I don't know. I don't really care for the two flavors together all that much. Like, I don't hate it, but I don't find it anything special. Pig and a pig. Right. It's just kind of, they're too similar. Yeah. Yeah. You get different textures, slightly more saltiness with the bacon, but it's still, it's too similar to yeah. care. Pig and a pig. Bacon all right. goes better with burgers. Lastly, Matthew, it's denim day. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're wearing your jeans. Denim jeans, denim shirt, denim jacket, jacket, denim shoes. Just cover all your bases. Okay? Denim watch, denim belt, denim glasses. Denim earrings. (laughs) Denim earrings. Okay. Those are my holidays. Gotta do it. If you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show, or more importantly, Back Row Radio as a whole, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. Go there. Find out. All the information about where your money goes and why we needs it. And uh, we'd be extremely grateful, even for a buck a month, you know. as well, Whatever you can give, we'd be grateful. And I'm not going to harp on that anymore. So let's move on to here's the news, folks. Mm, pardon me. Stressed out brides, take note. You can now get all the flowers you need for your big day in one big box. The new Wedding in a Box collection from Sam's Club. 
includes all the blooms you may need from bouquets to boutonnieres. It comes in several variations for different types and sizes of celebrations with plentiful options of color palettes and types of flowers depending on the preferences of the bride. The most popular collection is the 17-piece box, which includes one bridal bouquet, four bridesmaid bouquets, one throwaway bouquet, six boutonnieres, four corsages, one box of petals, and one pair of clippers. The best collection or the biggest collection available, has 43 pieces. Well, then. But that, I mean, that's convenient. Yeah. Right? And if it they, is. And if they look good, why not? It doesn't tell us how much it is. No, it doesn't. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure it varies because they have several different versions. Yeah. But I'm sure it's I'm a good curious, price, like, too. what the, yeah. Well, it's Sam's Club. Of course it yeah. has to be a good price. I'm curious what the basic bouquet box would be. Yeah. You know? Well, look it up. I bet they have it on the website. Eh, I'll look it up another time. I didn't. I didn't mean you. I meant <laughs> whoever's listening. Oh, <laughs> uh, ever think that your dog would make a great dinner date? Well, the Wilson wants to serve you both. The dog-friendly restaurant located inside, uh, at the inside, with two ends, by Melia New York Nomad Hotel, just debuted a unique feature, a menu just for dogs. Not surprisingly, it was a pooch that inspired the edition. The Wilson's culinary director, Jeff Haskell, created the menu after cooking for his dog, Stella. The menu's star entree is a $42 grilled ribeye steak that comes with baby vegetables. Dogs can also order salmon, chicken, and mixed berries. That's okay. If you are buying a $42 steak for your dog, it better be that dog's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't even know if I would do it on my dog's birthday. <laughs> because I'm feeding you a dollar can of slop. That's what you get because you a dog. I mean. You just need the nutrition. You don't need fancy flavors and tastes because i feel like dogs i feel like there's too many pets that are like once they get a taste of some really high-end stuff they won't eat their normal stuff anymore they will Isn't if they're hungry enough i don't know i don't I'm, know so here's the thing our boston terrier has allergies yeah like ser- and we think that it's environmental allergies but we've had to rule out the fact that it's not something he's eating mm. eating so we've had to go all over the range of, you okay there, Matt? Yeah. Oh, he's had to go all over the (laughs) range of dog food (laughs) as far as dry food is concerned. And so, I don't know. Well, see, I remember one one of the dogs that we had when I was growing up would eat dry dog food. And then one time my mom was like, let's get some of that canned dog food, the wet stuff. And then he wouldn't eat dry dog food anymore. He never did. He never would touch it. Even if that's all we laid out for, you know, the whole day or whatever, he would never even go near it. He would have if you left it out long enough. If we, yeah, if we starved him for three days, then eventually he'd eat it. But I mean. He wouldn't have that's died. That's different. He would have been okay. <laughs> I but promise. But that's such a hassle. You have to deal with. Eat, dog. Eat. Mm-hmm. Here, we'll put some water in it. We'll make it wet. Then you'll eat it. No, you won't. See, we get... you know you're smarter. We put the little canned dog foods in our dog's Christmas stockings. And so, no joke, what was it, two years ago? Maybe last year. Not this past Christmas, the year before. We didn't get 
Ace. He was our only dog at the time. We didn't get Ace anything in his stocking. And it had been eight years of him getting a stocking. Yeah. He knew what he Christmas. He noticed, really? Yes. He would come and he'd sit down and just waited at the fireplace by his stocking. <laughs> And we never took it down. And Chris and I were like, we're the worst people ever. Like, and he just sat there all day, like looking at a stocking, waiting for his turn. Uh-huh. He knew. He knew. And so, yeah, was I a bad dog? So this year, we, we really made sure, like, before I had the kids' stockings done, I had the animal stockings done because I wasn't going to let Ace down again two years in a row. Uh, so when Mo asked me if I was all right there, what I was reacting to is the fact that the sun is shining in such a manner that's never happened before that it is illuminating all the dust on my computer and I'm having a hard time reading oh. what we're supposed to be doing. So I'm like, what do I do here? I was, actually, <laughs> I was actually looking for something to dust it off with. Well, the way that he turned his head, it was almost as if he heard someone speaking to him. Like, <laughs> like It was like a dog. I heard a noise. Yeah. <laughs> His head turned real quick and he looked as if he's looking at someone. <laughs> you okay, Matt? Are uh, you seeing ghosts? All right. Last news item. Chocolate stuffed marshmallows are almost here and s'mores will never be the same. Stuffed puffs takes one major step out of the s'mores making process, putting the chocolate inside the marshmallow. Roast them over the fire and they look just like normal giant marshmallows, but take a bite and you'll find that the core, aka the chocolate, melted first, held in place by its toasted marshmallow shell. Marshmallows will be available at Walmart starting April 28th, just in time for campfire season. If we can find them in our Walmart. <laughs> yeah, as we discussed earlier in the week, <laughs> they are renovating right now and moving everything around like a... Tetris puzzle. Almost. And of no help. And have no idea where anything is themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, this, exciting. I feel like the Hershey. Weird. You feel like it sounds weird? It's. It sounds like. I guess what I'm thinking is that this better be as good as Hershey's chocolate would be. You know? So in my head, my first reaction is there goes the Hershey bar. I mean, really? we don't have a need for it anymore. How many people do you know that eat? Like, for their candy preference, a Hershey bar. Not, like, it's nobody's favorite, but it's, I feel like it's a lot of people's, like, fallback. Like, they'll at least have it once a year. I do. No. You don't like Hershey bars? No. They have that distinct flavor, the slightly sour uh, chocolate, which is fantastic. Nope. And it is perfect for a s'more. It's perfect for a s'more. If it doesn't have that taste. Absolutely. That's the only reason. It's a distinct, yeah, well, it's a distinct flavor. If it, so if that marshmallow doesn't have that distinct flavor, if it's just like a overly sugary, super sweet chocolate, it won't be good. Yeah. Because that sourness, the bitterness Mm -hmm. of the Hershey's chocolate combats the sweetness of the marshmallow in a mm-hmm. s'more. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And it is literally sourness. Like, they do put in a, an element, uh, whatever that that chemical is, mm-hmm. to make it slightly sour. And that's where they get that specific flavor yeah. profile from. Um, but you don't like that? Not even like the Hershey bar with almonds? Because that, ooh, gosh, that's nope. killer. The, so, Chris likes the Symphony bars. I don't think I've ever had one of those. Is that Nestle? No, it's Hershey. Is it Hershey's? What's yeah. the difference then? What's the difference then? What's a symphony bar? Same I have no idea. Bar. It has nuts in it. Mm. I know that. Okay. 
I thought it was just a plain chocolate bar. No, it has it has nuts in it. That's all that I know. Because <laughs> I'm not a fan. Yeah. I I think I like so I like the cookies and cream. Okay, well that's not chocolate. I know. <laughs> Pedro really likes those. That's probably my favorite. But I think that I just like my chocolate bars, my candy bars with like caramel in them. True. Yeah. Caramel. So. Caramel makes it. When Milky Way came out with that simply caramel where it was just plain caramel. I don't think I've had that. Oh, have it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's mm. just it's a Milky Way bar that just take out the nougat. And so you just have the caramel covered in the chocolate. Wow. And it's good. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of caramel. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do prefer caramel in my candy bar, that's for sure. Or have you tried have you tried? Have you tried the new Hershey bar, the gold one, that mm. has nuts and pretzels in it, and it's yes. like a caramel flavored yes. thing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. So I have to be in the mood for that one. Yeah, yeah, it that's is definitely really not. Good. That's definitely not an everyday bar. Yeah, that's a it special is really occasion. good, but yeah, I can't. <laughs> I'm not gonna like a Twix. I could eat a Twix every day. Yeah, and I. Yeah, dang, yeah. I love a Twix. Mm. And I eat a Twix like I deconstruct my Twix to eat it. Oh, that's weird. Oh, it's so You're good. You're a weird person. Cuz you can We are perfectly... no longer on the same page. <laughs> you can perfectly like separate the cookie and chocolate part from the chocolate and caramel part. Yeah. And oh. And you like them separate? Yes. I don't want them separate. I want them together. It's so good. That's weird. It... Oh, it's Okay. So... Have you because this has been going on for a few years now. They've been doing their left Twix, right Twix thing. Where the package says either left Twixes or right Twixes on it. No. Have you noticed that? Uh-uh. You haven't noticed? Uh-uh. Yeah, like every package for the last two years. Uh, What's the difference? Well, it's it's a gimmick. It's their current gimmick. Oh. Is that, you know, some people are right Twix people, some people are left Twix people. And so the gimmick has been that they've separated them. And so each... You know, box at the store will have things that are either marked on the side with a white label that says left Twix or a red label that says right Twix on it. And so you're getting four or two left Twixes, four or two right Twixes. And I specifically buy the left Twixes every time because I bought one package of right Twixes and it wasn't great. And I know they're the exact same cookie. (laughs) And that one just was probably a bad stale one that had been around for a couple months. But it made me biased, and now I only buy the bag of left Twix. So I wonder if more people buy the left Twix, and so therefore they're having to produce more, and so they're more fresh than the right Twix. No, I don't think, yeah. I mean, that's a good theory, but they come in the same box. I mean, it's not a, you get a box of the same amount, 20 of this, 20 of that, or whatever. Exactly, but like they're sitting on the gas station, or in the gas station shelves, for longer, the right Twix. Oh, we got a box of left and a box of right. Well, we're no, still, that's what I'm saying. You don't a get right. a box of each. Oh, it's whatever. one box, and they're all in there mixed together. Oh, okay, never mind then. <laughs> whatever. Let's. But that's move what I'm saying. Good theory. <laughs> I am smart. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up later in the show. Do you like to pray in public? Stick around. Let's see the button. Sun. I'm not with my window. Pizza, 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 pizza
back to the Macro Morning Show here on this glorious Wednesday. We are kicking off glorious. our second hour the way we normally do with five random facts with Mo. With Mo. Al Capone ran a soup kitchen <laughs> in Chicago during the Great Depression that served more than 120,000 meals to unemployed Americans. So, not I mean, all bad. I was going to say, there's good and <laughs> even the worst people. Nintendo has so much money, the company can lose roughly $257 million every year and still survive until 2052. That's why they can take a bunch of risks, which they do. Yeah. Like, almost everything that they produce is a risk. It could be a flop. Yeah. You know, we're trying something weird and different. Yeah. We're not going along with the standard things like PlayStation and Xbox are putting out. You know, we're trying different things. Yeah. Uh, that way, I mean, one of the reasons is because that way most people will own both. Yeah. Not most people, but a lot of people will own either a PlayStation or an Xbox and, and a Nintendo because they're so vastly different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they have the ability to take risks because they are set. Yeah. <laughs> they are set for life. True story. Japanese inmates on death row don't know they're going to be executed until a few hours before it's supposed to happen. Until then, they spend each day questioning whether or not it'll be their last. Wow. That is... I don't know what's better. I don't know if it's better to know and like you always have that looming over your head or you don't know. I don't know. I... See, I feel like it's a bit different in America because with, with America, people on death row... Typically stay there for years and years and years because the appeals process, I think, can take up to 20 years. Yeah. You can keep appealing for up to that long. Um, but, yeah, I guess in Japan it's a bit different. Yeah. Once you're on death row, you're on death row. And that we'll would figure be awful. out when you're dying. Yeah, that would be awful. Yeah. Like, all right, you got three hours. What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he. I mean, if you're on death row, I mean, I guess. I, yeah. You, you earned it. But still, yikes. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. That's definitely, you know, that's definitely punishment. I mean, it's not just the being on death row. It's the... Unknown. The, yeah, the, the fear of the unknown the for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yep. <sighs> um, chimpanzees fart so loudly and frequently... <laughs> Switch gears all together the next fact. Listen, I'm going to need you to calm down over there so I can read my fact. Simmer down. This is an important fact that our listeners need to know. I'm sorry, you're absolutely right. Chimpanzees fart so loudly and frequently that scientists locate them in in forests occasionally by following the farts. So, listen, if you're in a forest... And alone and happen to hear a fart from nowhere and you know it wasn't you, chances are there's a chimpanzee around. (laughs) I think that would be super scary. (laughs) That explains the time you and I were in the forest and I thought you had a problem. (laughs) (laughs) You kept saying it wasn't me. I tried to tell you. (laughs) You just would not listen. And lastly, inner speech can clock in at 4,000 words per minute, 10 times faster than verbal speech. I believe that. Yeah. And sometimes it drives me crazy. Like, I, and then I feel like, 
So I'm not only having a conversation with myself in my head, but then I'm trying to tell myself to shut up and stop having a conversation <laughs> in my head and to just let me be. Just go away. Or at least linger on one point for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> let me be me, okay? And then it's, but you are you. This is part of you. This is what you do. Why are you you? What? Why, are, why were you born in your body? Leave me alone! <laughs> just leave me alone! <laughs> I remember having those existential questions like when I was 12. I'm like, I'm the only one that experiences me from this point of view. I wonder what everybody else thinks of me. Why aren't they me? Why aren't I them? How did we get here? Who are we? And then you just realize, you know what? It's not even worth it anymore. Right, there's no answers. You can't yeah. get that. It's God done. will tell us in the future. Um, all right. We are going to play a game. Uh, we've been playing a lot of phone games for well, most of this uh, run as our show. We really have. Um, but we are going to play one of our games. Uh, we have a game called Judge Not, which is probably our most popular game that uh, you can buy yourself and own. Um, but we're going to be playing it a little differently. When there's only two people, you kind of play it newlywed game style where you write down an answer and whatnot. We're going to have, each of us are going to have a set of five cards, and each card has a hypothetical on it of of, uh, who is more likely to do this thing, whatever thing it is. And uh, so we're each going to write down uh, who we think between us two is more likely to do this thing uh, on all five of those cards, and then the other person is going to try and guess what we would have guessed. And so we're each going to take turns trying to match those things, and if we do a successful match, then the guesser will get a point. And uh, most points wins. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. It'll make more sense when we start playing it. So do I need to make two columns and make a mat column and a mo column and then write my answer and write what I think you're going to say as well? No, because we're going to have different cards. Okay. You're going to have a set of five. I'm going to have a set of five. So you just need to write down your answers and then I'll guess. Okay. All right. Got it. All right. All right, we took a quick pause. We answered our questions. We're ready to go. <laughs> Who wants to go first? You can go first. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Wait. So you're going to read your card. I'm reading first. Okay. You're going to read your card. All right, yeah. so I have five cards from our Judge Not game, and uh, I have answered whom I think is most likely to have done each of these things. Mo is trying to guess what I answered. So can we play a variation of this where we, like, we don't, pick between ourselves but we see if we can guess amongst our our friends once friend group yeah Yeah, we might try that that like can we just start calling out people it'd be so fun (laughs) we could try that (laughs) all right first question who's more passionate about essential oils than pretty much anything else (laughs) that that would be me (laughs) correct one point uh, who's clapping offbeat with complete confidence during the entire worship song? Oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like neither one of us would do this unless right. it was a joke. Right. Like, it's a most likely thing. I'm going to say you. Uh, nope. I voted for you. What? I'm never offbeat. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel like it's a joke. And you're doing it from the sound booth to be a jerk. Like... <laughs> Look, I, I understand your reasoning, but the game is you vote how I voted. Whatever. Uh, oops, I gave you a point. You're not supposed to have that point. X. All right. 
<clears throat> Who's deliberately ignoring the no food and drinks in the sanctuary rules by bringing in coffee? Me. <laughs> That's a whole story. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed when I read that one. I'm like, oh, yeah, Mo got in trouble for that because she spilled it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I cleaned it up and it didn't stain. <laughs> uh, all right. Who's asking the whole church to pray for their friend's sister's sick cat? Is this like a clean sweep? Me. <laughs> no, I voted for me. Really? Using the same logic you said as a joke. Oh, <laughs> All right, so you're two and two. Here's your last one. Who's referring to God as daddy? Me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just makes me cringe even reading that. <laughs> so I wouldn't do it, but I know how much you despise it. <laughs> right. So there, it that would never be, be you. Annoy me. <laughs> yep. All right, so you got three. I got three That's out of good. five. All right, are All you right, ready? I'm ready. Okay. Who's going back for thirds at the church potluck? Okay, me. I said me. What? Come on now. Tears, you want to know why? Why? Because you don't eat, or you used to not eat in the That's fellowship true. hall. You I eat don't. in the sound booth. That's true. Away from I usually, everybody. I usually just pile up three plates worth on my plate <laughs> and then seclude myself. So. All right, fine. Nope. Not a good start. All right. Uh, who's taking far too long to unwrap their peppermint during church? Mo. You! No. Yes! <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yep. Uh, why me? That's because I don't eat peppermints. <laughs> uh, who's only using Greek words to make themselves look smart? <sighs> okay, I want to say me. Is that your answer? But, oh gosh. <laughs> Like the way you do, like with French words. <laughs> <laughs> but I did say plebeian in the show this week. Oh, I don't know. Dang it! This one's really hard. This one's really messing me up. Okay, I'm gonna say me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On the board. Who's so desperate for carbs that they're eating stale communion wafers by the handful? Oh, dang. That one's really hard, too. So I eat a lot of carbs, but you deny yourself a lot of carbs. So who would make you, who would be more desperate? You. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And who's accidentally running over the deacon who always confiscates hats? You. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that was a tie. Dang it. All right. Who? Uh, so, hey, though. we'll do a tiebreaker. You want to do a tiebreaker? How do we do that? Okay. We'll pick one Here card. Okay. Same card for both of us. Okay. And we're going to call out a friend. We'll call out a friend? <laughs> I don't know how it's going to break our tie, right, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> if, we, if we match, we both get a point. Exactly. If we don't match, neither of us get a point. I don't understand. Um, whoever makes the strongest argument for okay, okay, let's who that. the person is. Let's, are you going to pick a card? Or you want no, you can card? pick the card. Right, I'll pick the card at random. <clears throat> Who's sleeping in on Sunday morning because they stub their toe on Saturday? <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> terrible this would be, um, but it's my husband. <laughs> Dang it. I was going to say him, too. (laughs) 
has an excuse. He does have an excuse. If he stubs his toe on his right foot, that's a serious thing. Like, he's got, what is it called? CRPS. CRPS. Mm-hmm. Chronic regional pain syndrome. Where essentially his his like the muscles in his ankle. The nerves. The nerves in his ankle are hardening. Is that what it is? Okay, so no, that's the bones are calcifying, oh. and so that's a whole nother thing. That's oh. a whole nother issue. Oh. But the CRPS comes from where he had the two surgeries on his ankle. It's then so. CRPS is something that is in every person. Yeah. We're all born with it. However, our body responds to trauma in a different way, and this is how his body responded to trauma. It flared up the CRPS in Mm. his leg, and so now he has, like, heightened sensitivity in his nerves, in his right foot, ankle, and calf. Okay, yeah. So So he had a good excuse. Yeah. All right, let's try it again, because that one was too obvious. (laughs) All right, who's been put on the no-fly list? How do you get put on the no-fly list? I don't know. By being... Either a terrorist or a problem on the plane. Uh, Cipriano. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to. I, I, I wasn't going to say him, but now that you said him, yeah. <laughs> I could, out of all of our friends, he would be the one who would be like... Not even thinking about it, but saying bomb right. or That's something exactly repeatedly over and over. <laughs> and we're all like, shut up. You can't say that. <laughs> we are on a plane. What? Why can't I say bomb? Just because we're on a plane, I can't say bomb. They're going to tell me that I can't say bomb just because we're... Shut up! <laughs> I guess my joke bombed. I just, gosh, yeah. Will you please? We don't know him. We don't know him. Yeah, we are not with him. He is not a part of our group. All right. I will I will give you that. You win. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. See how fun so, it is to call that, out other people <coughs> instead of ourselves. That is essentially that is essentially the crux of the game is that you get to it, it causes us to tell stories about our friends. Uh, and to relive funny things because you have to, you know, sometimes you have to justify this stuff um, whenever you vote for this person. So yeah. it's always funny. It's always funny when you're like in a big group, like we've played it with our friend group, yeah. and everybody votes the same way. Yeah. <laughs> this, the person included. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's me. me. <laughs> Uh, real fun game. If you want to check it out, you can go to backrowradio.com, click over to our game, or no, well, yeah, backrowradio.com, but click over to the games tab. Uh, it's also the backrow.org. It's the same place. <laughs> backrowradio.com just takes you directly to the radio tab, but up in the top corner, you'll see a games tab somewhere. Click on that, and you'll find a link to all of our games, including Judge Not, which is what we're playing here today. Uh, we're playing, like I said, we're playing a simplified version. Um, but it's a, it's a game that can accommodate, I think, up to 10 players. So check it out. It's really fun. Every time we've played it, we've had a blast. It's so uh, fun. Yeah. So there we are. We are going to take a break. When we come back, are you uncomfortable praying over meals? Stick around.
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show, where, um, in the third hour this week, <laughs> I didn't know where I was going with what I was I saying. I really thought you said where. <laughs> I did say where. Oh. <laughs> where in the where third what, hour. Where what, Matt? <laughs> we're in the third hour of every show this week. We are uh, we're doing flashbacks. We're going back to conversations from classic episodes of the Back Row Baptist podcast, which is what Mo and I were doing before we started up the morning show here on Back Row Radio. And there were several episodes that were fantastic with some fantastic discussion, and a lot of our friends would join in on those. And uh, the reason that we're doing this is twofold. Number one, a lot of those old shows are being pulled. Uh, some of them had music in them that we thought were cleared copyright wise and realized long after that, Oh, we were wrong. We were wrong. Once, <laughs> once we started the process of starting back a radio and started really learning the rights process, we're like, Oh, even if they're independent, you still gotta do this stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we had permission from them to play, but, uh, if the corporations, the, the uh, other corporations found out about it. Like, yeah. So we already actually we already pulled all of those because we didn't want to get in trouble. But <laughs> uh, we are still taking out some of the older episodes to make way for the newer episodes of the show. It's still on our feed if you want to go back very very far back and check out some of those old episodes before they're gone in their entirety. You can. But uh, we are slowly going through them and pulling out some of the best conversations to reshare with you. So this is an episode where we were talking about praying in public. How uncomfortable it is sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, what the Bible says about praying in public, uh, praying over meals, in places, in restaurants, all kinds of, all kinds of areas. So uh, let's just dive right in and talk about it now. I'm your host, Matt Coker, and of course with me today is my super awesome co-host, Megan Oaks, which we just call Mo. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on the BRBP, and today we're going to be talking about praying in public. Sometimes long, sometimes awkward. Praying in public is some people's worst nightmare, and today we'll be discussing why. And to help us do all that will be our guest today, Megan Kelly. What up? (laughs) (laughs) Now let's talk about praying in public. Specifically, we're talking about praying out loud as a part of a group. Now, this could be in a church setting, or this could be at a restaurant, or this could be at a See You at the Pole rally, or another special prayer-focused event like that. Is praying out loud in front of people something that you enjoy? Um, I think enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a strong word. That's a strong word. (laughs) Do I just go around saying, hey, can we pray? I got a great idea. Let's skip the movie. (laughs) Let's just pray for an hour and a half. That's what we're doing for our mom's night out tonight. (laughs) We're not playing sardines. We're just going to pray. We're just going to (laughs) pray. I mean, I don't enjoy it. I also don't loathe it. Yes, yeah. I was gonna say disenjoy, but that is not. (laughs) I do not unenjoy it. Neither of those are words. Yeah, (laughs) it's not something that I feel I'm terrible at. If nobody else is willing to pray, then I will pray. Um, But like I said, I'm not gonna rally up the troops to go have a. Let's have a prayer night. Yeah. <laughs> it's not something I enjoy. Honestly, public speaking for me in general is like makes me really nervous, but I will pray if like I have to. Hmm. I'm not necessarily going to be like the first one to volunteer. Right. You know, but if nobody else will, then I'll be like, okay, I'll pray. <laughs> now, I have had to tell Matt like on Thursday nights when we 
do CR and he'll ask me to welcome, do the welcome um, after the first song, I then have to pray. And I've told him, you have to give me a few minutes notice so that I can <laughs> mentally prepare for the prayer. Because the first time he did that and just sprung it on me, I got up on there on the stage and started praying and flubbed up all over all kinds of words. <laughs> so that's funny. So is that what, what makes us afraid of praying in public? I mean, is it simply the public speaking aspects of it, or is there more to it? I feel like I'm just not going to say the right words, you yeah. know? Like, I, I don't know, because I feel like I'm just not as educated biblically as some. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I'm totally going to just sound like a two-year-old praying. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one of the things I have listed down here. Fear yeah. of messing up the prayer and yeah. sounding like a bad Christian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That is one of my biggest fears and reasons why I'm like not first to jump on, jump up and pray. Yeah. Um, I have a fear of rambling when yes. I pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just not knowing where I'm going. Yep. Hoping I find it on the way mm-hmm. and just standing up there for far too long uh-huh. and I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. The whole room uncomfortable. Yeah, I say yeah. um and like all the time. So um those like. are things that I'm Filler like, words. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, how many times did I just say <laughs> um or like in that one prayer? 40. Why? I said 40 words. <laughs> I'm a rambler too. And for that reason, Chris always says whenever we have um, like holidays or special events and people come over for dinner or a meal and we ask who wants to pray, Chris will say, you're not praying. Because <laughs> by the time I'm done praying, the food is cold, and <laughs> everyone is dead from starvation yeah. because I've just rambled on for too long. Well, and nothing will teach you more that you're a rambler than praying for a meal with your two-year-old because they get very impatient very fast. So it has to be a quick, thank you, Lord, for this food, amen. And then their patience is, yeah. you know? And if you say more than one sentence, they're like, looking around, <laughs> trying to eat their dinner. Like, uh, Eli, Eli, who's just turned three, he likes to pray for everyone, and he, That's like, cool. demands that he prays Aww. almost all the time. So, no, it's Eli's turn. I'm like, okay. And he, just, he does really good. He's like, dear Jesus, thank you for food. Bless to our bodies. Amen. Aww. And he claps after every amen. And That's it's adorable. So sweet. But uh That's but yeah, if someone else is praying, you can just see him. Yep. Yeah. Grabbing food. food. <laughs> we learned yeah. to pray and then put the plates in front of them. That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. We would sit at the table, we'd pray, and then we would give them their plates. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes if like my whole family we have family night with my family once a week yeah and so um sometimes if we're standing around the kitchen praying and Bentley's standing there and the prayer's too long um then he'll like go try to get a toy or something and I'm like no stay stay we're still praying we're still your head. Praying. and he's like yeah, I'm gonna take it 15 minutes but we're still praying yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh have there been times that you've had to pray in public and things went poorly specifically do you remember like a specific event Like, I remember at a, uh, it wasn't see you at the poll, but we did a thing called prayer at the poll, and it was for, like, the last day of school. Mm-hmm. And, like, we had organized it. It was me and Bubba Stalkup and a couple of our friends, but mainly us two, mm-hmm. had organized this event. And uh, I was supposed to do the opening prayer, and Bubba was going to end it. And I got caught in this prayer loop of, you know, thank you for 
for uh, the school year and and uh, thank you for all of us here and, and thank you for everything that happened this year and thanks for everyone that's here today and just repeating myself mm-hmm. in diff- but saying it differently each right, time right. but not getting anywhere in this thing. I'm like, man, we've been planning this for a month <laughs> and I just totally messed up the opening prayer. See, you needed to mentally prepare. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to write it yeah. down. Yeah. Now I have a fr- uh, Chuck Tipton who passed away a few years ago but he was he was like a teacher. I remember he said that his brain is so uh, just erratic mm-hmm. that if, whenever he prays, he actually has to sit down and write out his prayers on a notepad. Before. And then when he's done, no, I mean, that's how he prays. And oh, then when he's done, oh, he just okay. crumbles it up and throws oh, it wow. in the trash. I'm like, that's pretty smart. That, that <laughs> is pretty <laughs> smart. smart. Yep. Yep. For people who do have just like constant thoughts right mm-hmm. out of their head all the time. Yeah. There are some people that just can't focus right. on being silent and... You know, praying. Yeah, right. I truly, I truly feel like that's an issue that a lot of women have. Mm-hmm. They have a struggle with just being able to focus on one, sit thing. down, mm-hmm. yeah, and just <clears throat> refrain from thinking other things. Yeah, specifically moms and wives. You know, we just have so much on our plates throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Y'all have spaghetti brains. Yeah. We do, right? and yeah. you guys have waffle, waffle brains. brains. Yep. I love that analogy. <laughs> yep. It makes so <laughs> much sense. It does make sense. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Our thoughts are all noodly. Yeah. <laughs> With sauce on top. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, I'm going to pick on John. Um, poor John Berkey. <laughs> He, you know, he's he's our worship leader for you know our church services and for our celebrate recovery, and oftentimes he'll stop in the middle of a song to say something, and then he always ends in a prayer too, and at least once a month he'll or get more. up there and he'll say or more yeah, <laughs> at least I said he'll he'll get up there and he'll say and he'll, he'll be really passionate and really you know have something really important to say but he'll flub up one thing. Like he said, uh, I think he was talking about, he used an analogy using uh, Buzz Aldrin. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he said Neil Armstrong instead. Because yep. uh, Buzz Aldrin was in the hospital yep. or mm-hmm. was about to die or something. I don't Had remember. just passed. Had he just passed? Yeah. But he said Neil Armstrong. And Had he just said it passed. like, <laughs> right, like <Yeah>. three times. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then, you know, it was still a great message and we know what he was saying but then he got off the stage and that's all i could think about yeah i can't believe i just said neil armstrong died Uh (laughs) yeah yeah he uh that's that's the fear i guess being so passionate Mm -hmm. uh in your prayer or in in whatever message you're trying Uh to deliver and messing it up Mm -hmm. and not realizing it until it's far too late to correct yourself (laughs) so i think honestly a lot of times too when you do mess up you think more about that mess up than other people because even though that was like a totally different person you know um many people probably either didn't catch it right or you know it's not something that they're like oh my gosh i can't believe you just but he's sitting there like Oh, I'm so. Why did I do that? Right. You know, I wouldn't even remember it. Yeah, had he not come up and made it a point to yeah. complain Posted about it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, and I've had <clears throat> quite a few times like that in CR. Like the first night that I had to do the welcome, and I prayed, and <laughs> I think I just kind of stood. And what felt like 15 minutes of me just standing there in silence because I had flubbed up and could not think of the next thing to say. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was only a couple seconds, but I felt like I was standing there with the microphone up to my mouth, 
and the whole church just waiting for me to say the next <laughs> word. <laughs> right. And I just couldn't think of anything. Yeah, your brain yep. just stops. Yeah, uh, it just stopped. Yep. Hold on, I'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there are times um, also at CR when, you know, after the message, Matt and I pray for anyone who wants to come to the altar and needs prayer. And I've called ladies by the wrong name. Or <laughs> I avoid that completely. Yeah. I say, Lord, I thank you for my brother here. Yeah. I don't get into the names because I go. know I'll do that too. There you go. Um, John had another one I remember. And this was in a prayer. Poor John. I'm pretty sure this Poor was John. it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is what it was. He said something like, Father God, we, we, oh, uh, yeah. we praise you just as you praise us. And then he like paused because he realized what he said. <laughs> yeah. But he just kept going. He just kept going. <laughs> and I think he meant, you know, just as you, you know. I don't know. Are, are, don't in, know. Our, <laughs> are in our corner, are over, right. that kind of thing. Right. Like praise, like parental praise right. kind of thing, not a uh, worshiping kind of thing. <laughs> right. But, yeah. yeah I think he said something along the lines of, <clears throat> thank you for, like, giving us power is along those lines and it was it just came out all kind again i knew what he meant right. and it made sense mm-hmm. however the way that he had worded it he didn't take a few minutes to think through his thoughts right? <laughs> you know and i never do that i just pray and so i i, I never thought about doing that but that's yeah. like a really smart thing especially if it's gonna be like in front of a crowd right. you know that's a really smart a smart thing to do. But. Sometimes, though, I feel like because I do that, my prayers are the same. Right. And I have to change it up. Yeah. When I do the welcome at CR, I have to change it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't say thank you for this night, thank you for this church, thank you for this ministry. Right. Figure out something else to say. Yeah, I do I do feel like that, too. I do get into the habit of cookie-cutter prayers every now yeah. and then. And it's not that I don't mean them what I'm saying, but it feels like I'm just reading a script sometimes. Right, yeah. That's why, like, uh, we do a CR step study on Monday nights, and uh, we'll have this large group where I usually end with a prayer, and then we'll come into small groups, and I say, somebody else pray, because if I pray again, it's going to sound exactly the same <laughs> as the one I just gave. Right. So, yeah. Let's talk about some specific situations, and I want to get your thoughts. First up is praying in a restaurant. Now, I have no problem praying with my family over our meal before we eat. It's quiet. The only people listening to me are my wife and son. No real risk of embarrassing myself. But there have been occasions when I'm out with other people who not only make a big show of praying, but either request that we all stand up to pray in the restaurant or ask the waiter or waitress to pray with us. Have you experienced these situations? Yes. No. Yeah, asking not not the standing up, but asking standing up the only waiter once, but yeah. to pray with us has happened before. Yeah, really. Yeah, but sometimes, like I would say that usually waiters and waitresses are pretty respectful since it happens probably pretty often. Yeah, you know where people pray over their meal, they're pretty respectful about even just like standing there and waiting for you to finish praying if they come up, you know, and are trying right. to give you something or. So I don't think it probably doesn't bother them. But no, I don't be think a it does. Embarrassing. Yeah, I don't think it does yeah. at all um, for most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there may be some where they're. I mean, it, we can't just assume what their religious stance sure. is. Mm-hmm. Sure, you know, and yep. I know if there, if I was a waitress and there was someone who believed differently than what we believed, and mm-hmm. they were praying in their faith, and they asked me to pray alongside them, I would have a really difficult time mm-hmm. doing that, participating in that prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, 
I would politely say, no, you go ahead and you pray, and I would walk away. Right. <laughs> now, I have experienced a waiter come up to our table while we're in the middle of prayer and try talking to us and not stopping That's as pretty, we're praying. That's and I've looked up at him like, excuse you. Right. <laughs> right. That's kind of we're talking to God here. <laughs> you Hello. are not as important as the Lord Savior. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, the standing up one happened actually when I was a kid, so I wasn't even a Christian yet, but, you know, I've been going to the Catholic school, so I knew, you know, and we prayed a lot uh, in the Catholic school, but it was with my, my buddy's family, his name was Tom, and and uh, his family was the super religious, like, hyper-Christian Oversaved. type. Yeah, very. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I went with them to, I believe of all places... It was like a Chuck E. Cheese or something. <laughs> and you're like, okay, it's time to pray. And they just all stood up. Huh. Like it was something they do every time, which it must have been. Right. I'm like, know. what? what's happening? Why are we staying? Are we leaving? <laughs> are we leaving? <laughs> I thought you said we were praying. So, yeah, I felt very awkward. And everyone in the room was looking at us. We're just all holding hands, <clears throat> circling our pizza. Like we're having some sort of weird pizza seance. Yeah. It was It was awkward. Yeah, that would be awkward. Uh, yeah. I think there is this pressure in church culture to be a good public prayer, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Uh, and for most people, that translates to being obnoxiously flowery with your words. Yep. Or to pray for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think everybody who does this is doing it for show or to make themselves look good, but I think many people do it without realizing that they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, but there are some people who put their entire identity in how long and flowery their prayers are. Uh, Matthew 6, 5 says not to be like hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners or in the synagogues where everyone can see them. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are using praying in public as a way to prove that they're mm-hmm. good Christians right. or maybe better than they really are. Mm-hmm. Have you fallen in the trap of, of bringing obnoxious prayers before? I have. I can be the first to admit it. I really have. And it's, I guess maybe it's because the way that I was raised in the church um, environment that I was brought into, Mm -hmm. it was just second nature for us to, okay, you have to understand worship service was an hour. The sermon was an hour. So we're at two hours now. And then afterwards, there was always prayer time where at least 20 people would come to the front and the pastor and then, you know, some of the elders of the church, as we would consider them, um, would pray over these people. So that's another 30 to 45 minutes. Wow. And prayers were just deep and in-depth and I guess you could say very flowery in their words. Um, So that's how I was raised. That's what I grew up around, Mm. this type of prayer life that I was used to. Yeah. So I've had to learn to dumb my prayers down. Dumb your prayers down. <laughs> like as soon as someone starts praying and they start using thine and, yep. and thy and stuff like that, I'm like, no, I can't nope. I can't focus on this. It's just not necessary. <laughs> That's yep. something that I've never I've never done that. Mm-hmm. Because I've always I've always believed that God knows. He hears our conversations, he knows right. our hearts, he knows yeah. how we talk anyway. <laughs> right. He wants us to come just as we are. Right. Not all <laughs> glittery. <laughs> Thou thine, thou (laughs) Lord of mine. Bestoweth upon me your blessing, (laughs) Father God. (laughs) Oh, 
Oh, that reminded me of the skit guys. Skit guys yeah. Yeah, that's what I was imitating right there. That's Shout funny. out, skit guys. Woo woo. All right, another one of these obnoxious prayers, I think, is when uh, someone's saying a normal prayer, normal sounding prayer, and then when it's time to wrap it up, instead of that, they go on to, Father, your word tells us. Hey, I say that all the time. <laughs> and then starts into this mini sermon inside the prayer. <laughs> Like, God knows what he wrote. You don't need to tell him. Okay, so I do that when I'm praying for someone. Oh, okay. Man. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's and, different. Yeah, when you, we're praying like with someone, yeah, like it's, a CR. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that's more in, of an encouragement. It's all thing. in the right. setting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah in the circumstance. Because I will say that as a reminder to the person that I'm praying for. Sure. Yeah. We and can at that point, these that makes promises sense. promises that the Lord's word says. Right. Absolutely. You know? Which is fine. Yeah. But, but when <laughs> you're doing it. When you're eating. When you're eating or when you're just just missing from church. You know what really bothers me, though? What? And this is just a nitpicky thing that I probably need to give to the Lord and get over. But when people use every name for God within yes. two seconds. Yes. Father God, Lord Almighty, our Savior, Jesus Christ, we love you, Lord. <laughs> At that point, I think you could have stopped at Father God. You could have stopped. Oh, yeah. You got his attention (laughs) right away. (laughs) Right? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, At Thanksgiving one year, long ago, long before we got married, um, but we were at the Vassar's house for Thanksgiving, and uh, Joanna, who is Deidre's sister, uh, it was her boyfriend, he was praying over the Thanksgiving meal. We asked him to pray, and he simply said, Father God, thank you for this food and for this family. Amen. And that's all it was. And this was Thanksgiving. And all of us were kind of like, that wasn't really a Thanksgiving-worthy <laughs> prayer. Because <laughs> Thanksgiving, you have <laughs> you know, to we name didn't, everything. Nobody said, nobody said that, yeah. you know. But that's that was funny. everybody's kind of, you know, just had that look of, that was really short. <laughs> and he, he just immediately defended himself. He said, hey, the Bible says, you know, be straight and... and uh, to the point with God. It didn't say we have to be all Rambling. flowery about stuff. So that's funny. That's what so I like, like hey, that guy. you know what? Yeah, he I does. Like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but along those same lines, uh, I think that some of us try to make our prayers longer because we think if we make it too short, it's not good enough for mm-hmm. group prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get caught in things like the just problem. Lord, just thank you for our blessings and just don't let us just forget that you just already just (laughs) paid for our sins father just help us to just listen to just take some time and just just be with you god (laughs) or the the father Father god God problem father Father god God, we thank you father god because father god you bless us more than we deserve father god You will never leave us, Father God, nor forsake us, Father God. And Father God, we stand amazed, Father God, at your mercy, Father God, and your Drive grace. Drive me Father crazy. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I know I've fallen into that loop many times. How about you two? No, never. I never. don't fall into I that loop ever. <laughs> I think for me, like, it all depends on who I'm praying, like, with. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if we're to dinner with, like, a big group of Bible believer, you know, believing people, and they're all older than me, and I know they expect me to be really Christian, and, you know, like... Super holy prayer. Yeah, so I'm, like, pulling out all the words and and stuff that I don't really even know the definitions to, and... 
Um, but like at home, it's not so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you reminded me of something else too. Oh, that's so funny. It's not so hard at home <laughs> when it's just me and Tyler. Yeah, my mom. It's not that. You just reminded me. In situations like that, you're yeah. when you're praying, you want to hear someone in the room go. Mm. That's right. Amen. <laughs> That's right. Amen. You do. You're like, yes, yes I nailed Lord. it. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> and you're like, all right, I'm gonna end it now before it gets kind of ooh, ooh. I don't know about that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, prayer goals. Hashtag prayer goals. Hashtag prayer goals. And I grew up in a Christian school, too. And so, like, going to school and being around believers all the time, you prayed all the time, honestly. And so you're, like, trying to impress these teachers. Like, expecting you. Especially, you know, the older you get, you're like, they're expecting you to be real (laughs) strong believers and to really know all these things. And so you're trying to be like, oh, yeah. And then you listen to your buddy who, like, prays, like, I don't know, pretty awesome. four times a day. Yeah, and it's like ridiculous. You're like, man, I want to pray like them, you know. And then everyone... King David writing psalms over yeah, here. Yeah, really. Yep, and the teachers are all, oh, yeah, good job. You're really good. You're really good at praying. You're like, oh, man, I want them to say that about me. Yeah, I get that. Yep. See, and I've had to learn, and I think, honestly, it's been, since I've been married to Chris, there are just things that some people are good at and mm-hmm. some people are not good at. I'm a public speaker. I don't mind getting up in front of people and talking. Matt's a public speaker. He doesn't mind getting up in front of people. Chris is not. (laughs) He is not a public speaker. And he does not like being forced to do something that he's not first okay with doing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh If we were to come up to him and say, hey, Chris, could you lead us in prayer tonight and give him a heads up? Sure. But if you go, Chris, pray. No. Right? Because, like, sometimes the pastor at Slides the end of the sermon will be like, okay, who do I want to pray? I want this man over here to pray. And they're caught off guard, and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah that's a little terrifying. Chris told Kevin once, man, I don't know how you go about asking the guys to pray at the end of service, but I'm just putting it out there. Please don't ever ask me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's like, don't worry. I won't. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, so, of course, we are in no way saying that we shouldn't pray in public groups. Right. Group prayer is important. But just remember that God is listening to your heart when you mm-hmm. pray. That's Flowery right. words don't impress him. Long, drawn-out prayers aren't necessary. Prayer isn't frivolous. Mm-hmm. It's an intimate connection between you and God and should be treated as such. So yep. don't try to put on a show. Just be real and honest with the Father. Mm-hmm. Y'all have anything else to add before we wrap up today? There's just there's no script. There's no guidelines. You know, there's yeah. not, there's yeah. not, you just say what's on your heart, mm-hmm. however it comes out, even if you sound like a two-year-old and you're 23. <laughs> and at the same time, those of us who are listening to a person's public prayer, we need to be understanding Absolutely. and not yeah. judgmental of, yep. you know well, what, this is their public here. time, we, we, have all, our private we all have that struggle at some yeah. point, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. We're either thinking, man, I want to pray more like them, or dang, I pray so much better than <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, that you gave me a talent to pray and I don't sound like them. (laughs) Oh, that's going to do it for today's discussion. And that is our discussion. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed reliving it. Stick around. We will be back really soon to close out the show.
back to the Back Row Morning Show as we are closing out the show with your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is 1 Peter 1, 18-19. Knowing that you were ransomed for the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. And our thought for the day comes from Stacy Salisbury. Like the steak? I think so. Mm. When we don't have enough to give, it's God who fills the gaps. When we don't think we can go on, it's God who gives us the strength. That's good. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific with an encore presentation at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. And if you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together into a podcast for you over on backrowradio.com. And as always, don't forget to connect with all aspects of the Back Row by visiting thebackrow.org and join our meme-packed Facebook group at brbchurch.com. If you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio, please consider partnering with us over at our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash backrowradio or backrowradio.com and just scroll to the bottom of the page. You'll find the link there. We would be grateful for even like a $5... Four dollar, three dollar, two dollar, one dollar a month. One dollar, one dollar, one dollar, one dollar. <laughs> Anything will help us reach our goal. Mo, what's the final word? Wake, slay, and pray, y'all. <laughs> That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.